Hello, you are listening to Something to Hold On To, episode number three. Hello, and thanks for joining us. Today we have Emily Arviseth Warner here to visit and talk a little bit about suicide prevention awareness and also her sweet brother Jed. Thank you for coming. Thanks for inviting me. I'm so honored to be here. So sweet. I have been thinking about doing something about the subject for a long time, and it's so close to your heart, particularly. And I just wanted to open up a discussion about the loss of a brother, the loss of someone that died by suicide, because it's everywhere. It is. I'm just all teary all of a sudden. <laughs> and that's all right, because that's it's part of our hearts. Tell me a little bit about Jed. Um, Jed was a jerk, first of all. Um, he's a big brother, so of course he's a jerk. He's 18 months older than I am, so we had our fair share of fighting going on like my whole life. But when I was tiny little, he, I followed him around and tried to be just like him because he's my big brother and we shared a room for a while and all that jazz. So um, he was an amazing, incredible light in the world. And he struggled, and he was tough to be around sometimes, and he was bullheaded, as all of us Arbusefs are. Um, <laughs> but he was he was just a really good person at heart. He would give anything for his friends, like anything. Mm. Too much sometimes. Um, and he did everything. He traveled the world. He had friends literally across the world come to his services and uh, still reach out to us to this day from you know places I've never heard of let alone been and yeah because he traveled there and just made friends instantly he made friends with everyone everywhere he went and he always knew somebody like if you needed something anything a tree fixed a you know, door, a car, you know, plumbing, painting, anything. He knew somebody. I've got somebody. Let me, let me reach out. I, I got a hookup. I got a guy. Yep. <laughs> Always for everything. Wow. What took him traveling? Um, just life. Yeah. yeah. I think he just, he just was always wanted more, wanted something different, was looking for something and a lot of the people in his life were wealthy and offered and he took advantage of it and went all over the place. He traveled, I mean, literally, I don't think I could name the places that he traveled. He got trapped in Spain once for um, (laughs) some extra, I don't know, like a week, I think, longer than he intended to be there, and he was already there for two or three weeks, so yeah, that was a rough one, but he couldn't get home, and he was stuck, and he just made the best of it. He's like, I'm just gonna see what happens. (laughs) I love that. Made the best of it. Yep, he did. It sounds like he just did that all over the place. He did. He did. I would help anyone. Tell me, so Emily is the past president of the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention chapter in Salt Lake City, right? The the Utah chapter. Utah chapter. The whole state. Yep. And a founding member. So my mom and Taryn Aiken-Hyatt and I founded the Utah chapter. What was here before? Nothing. Really, truly. Taryn and her sister did a walk in Utah County for a few years um, before, and then we, so right after Jed died, about five months after, um, I found out about the walk, 
and joined and we went to a meeting and the first meeting that we went to was a planning meeting. We didn't know that. <laughs> I dragged my poor mom with me <laughs> and uh, we ended up helping plan because my mom is a former meeting planner in her previous life. Life, yeah. Um, and we just jumped in and started doing it and we didn't even know what we were doing. I mean, we were so raw and so fresh and seriously, I just, I still was in complete shock and we just did it because that's our comfort zone is just yeah. to jump in and do. And we, so we helped plan the first walk 10 years ago, 11 years ago that I, um, participated in. And then the next year we, Taryn and I took over and planned the whole entire thing with my mom. And then we decided we had to form a chapter. So in September was the walk in October, we had enough people and like, we were just like, Hey, can you sign this piece of paper and say that you're part of our board? <laughs> you don't have wow. to do anything. <laughs> I love it. And they did. And we got a chapter formed and it was like totally the wrong way to do it totally by the skin of our teeth we had no idea we were getting into and we just did it and it and it worked it worked and it has grown exponentially way bigger than we ever intended what made you want to do it I mean situation with Jed uh honestly I never really thought about it I lost Jed uh it was something I could do and it was something positive and then it just kind of took over and took on a life of its own. But when I look back, when I, whenever I stop and think about it, I think that um, it kept me going in a really hard, dark time. Yeah. And it, it helped me to help other people. You know, that's the best way to get out of yourself is to help someone else. And there were a lot of us that just kind of clung to each other and tried to help each other through tough days. Um, and then I just always said, if I could help one sister not have to go through what I have, mm. what I went through, then yeah. I'm good, you know? I love that. I love that. I, I have loved being a part of those walks, and I have seen it grow and grow and grow. But, I mean, really, you started with pretty limited numbers, I think and now... we may have had 300 people at our first walk, yeah, maybe. Um, maybe. Yeah, and then last year we had over three thousand oh, wow. people, and we're planning on about four thousand this year. <laughs> I'm so excited to be a part of that again. That's September fourteenth, right? It is. Yeah, yep, at Liberty Park, and it's our last year at Liberty Park. We've outgrown it. Oh my heavens! And so I think we're moving to a park in West Jordan, yeah. which is going to be cool and different. But uh, there's a lot more parking, <laughs> <laughs> right? And and these walks go on all over the country, right? All over the country. All 50 states have at, at least one chapter. And we actually have six walks in Utah this That's year. really cool. Yeah. So we have multiple walks going on at the same time, on the same days, uh, throughout the state, which is amazing and incredible. And I really, again, we never thought that we'd get there. We just never, I don't know, we didn't ima- imagine that it would get to where it is and that we would be able to participate in legislation and uh, passing laws and helping, you know, just across the state, meeting with the governor and the attorney general and people that I've met that I just never in my wildest dreams would have ever thought of meeting or talking with and just having a normal conversation. You know, how many people can say that they have 
Governor Herbert's <laughs> assistant phone number or right. Sean Reyes, you know, attorney general phone number in their cell phone. It's, it's really, it's intense. Sometimes. You, well, you are changing lives and making a difference. And I think so. Absolutely. Sure, Jed, be so proud I of his little so. sister and mom for doing this because it's making a difference. And that's what we want to do. Every one of us want to help or do something that will change the world for good. Yeah. And you are doing it, which is awesome. I, um, I want to talk about the walk a minute more, but like just going and being there is amazing like the feeling that people have in the connection of maybe that not the club you want to be a part of but when you go and support and feel the love there are no labels there are no I don't know what to say but there's just nothing that's preventing someone from talking to you or yep it's pure Enjoying. acceptance. Yes, it's pure Someone acceptance. Will see a total stranger crying or just kind of off by themselves, and they'll ask if they're okay. And people just don't do that. I know. I mean, why? Why don't we do? That? I don't know. I do. And people look at me. Like I do I'm too, a, a little bit too. <laughs> <laughs> like, can I help you? Yeah. <laughs> Something. Oh, you're on the street and you're crying. Something must be wrong. Yeah. I can fix it. Or I can try and help. Yeah, I don't so. know you, but I can totally give you a hug. Exactly. Yep. There's just a feeling and a bond. There is. And it's sweet. It doesn't matter if you're just supporting or if you struggle with mental health or if you lost someone to suicide or if you yourself have been suicidal or anything from start to finish, you know, anywhere in there. Come and be supported and be surrounded by love and acceptance and we have fun, you know. There are some, yes, it's rocking. It is rocking. <laughs> we, ha- we have some quiet moments, and there are some places for reflection and quiet. But we, it's not a somber experience by any stretch of the no. imagination. We have fun. We have a lot of, you know, teams that are loud and having a great time, and we have people that bring things in memory of their loved one that are, you know things that you don't normally see with <laughs> crowds of people like cowboy boots with flowers in them or something like that. So it's right. just, it's really fun and really, um, it's a, it's a really upbeat, positive atmosphere. I, mean, I, I love it. It is. And again, so bonding. Um, what would you say has been helpful for you aside from this chapter in your life what would you say would be the best thing that helped you through your grief journey? Uh, my family, yeah. my support of my husband and my, just our family. We were already close. We were super close. You know, we were the family that I was like, this doesn't happen to us. We don't, yeah. this, something's off in the universe because we're close. We talk to each other. I just saw him Wednesday. He died on Friday. So, mm. you know, those, it, we're not that family. Surprise. It can happen to anyone. 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 But, you know, we just really clung to each other and helped each other through. And, and I think just finding my tribe of people with mm. AFSP, um, with the other folks who've been through it, because it's a different type of loss than anything else. And, you know, people say grief is hard and it's hard work no matter what, but suicide loss is a completely different animal. 
Um, and just being able to talk about it and know that there was no judgment or no shame, know, no shame, Mm-mm. nope, no stigma, no shame. Everyone understood. You could talk about whatever you wanted to talk about. You could be mad. You could be sad. You could be in total shock. You could go through the whole list of grief emotions, <laughs> the stages that yes. really <laughs> that don't really real. matter. <laughs> <laughs> um, you could do all of that with them in five seconds, and nobody would be like, "Oh, geez," you yeah. know, shut yeah. you down, or you know, no one ever said that he was selfish to me. Yeah, good. Um, People said things like that to my parents, yeah. bless their hearts. Um, they would never tell me who it was because they knew that I would be angry. You'd go beat them up. Just <laughs> I kidding. might beat them up, yeah. <laughs> but they didn't, yeah, I didn't get those kinds of judgments and things like that. And I'm glad. And I was able to talk about him, you know, and just say, he died by suicide. There's no shame in it. Mm-mm. He fought demons that I hope to never, ever have to face. And, you know, I don't know. I, I'm not, I didn't live in his shoes. I haven't been through it. So, thankfully. Right. But, you know, just understanding that the brain can get sick just like any other body part. Yeah. So, if your pancreas is sick, you take insulin. If your brain is sick, you take meds. Well, he didn't, he wasn't diagnosed. So, you know, he didn't have that opportunity. And I, I wish that he did, but I don't know that it would have changed things. Because I think suicide mm-hmm. is preventable, but I don't think it's 100% preventable. I think sure. there's always going to be that, you know, the one or two that we can't do anything about. But knowing that there are people out there who understand and who love you anyway, brains are broken. My brain's a jerk sometimes. For sure. Yeah. Mine too. I'm like, wait a second. Why am I thinking that? Yeah, so yeah. even just when you look in the mirror and you're like, oh my gosh, I look fat today, that's a broken brain. Yeah. That's not nice. So yeah. you just have to... Retrain your brain. Retrain your brain and yeah. think about things a little bit differently and, and know that your brain can tell you lies and your brain can be broken, but it can also be fixed. It's yeah. a lot of hard work, but it can be done just like um, you know, any kind of alcoholism or drug abuse and addiction and things like that. It's work to try and get through those things. Um, we were talking about marriage. It's hard. It's work to get through it. Right. It's a journey. It's a journey. <laughs> Everyday um, effort. <laughs> I think grief is that way. I think um, suicide, suicidal ideation is that way. Yeah. Life is Life. that way. Yeah. Do you feel like, um, I mean, you? it is what it is, right? And so if you go back and say, did you see signs? Do people ever say, oh, did you see signs? And there's nothing you could have done right or know what we didn't know and it's really hard to not what it could have should yeah because you you can't do that you can't it's done you do and sure there's no way around it but um yeah I mean we've all we all did it and we there are definite signs that happened but we didn't know we didn't know to look for them we didn't know about them we just we didn't know so going back now (laughs) Now that you know, we could have seen things and done things, but we just we didn't know. And loving someone through isn't necessarily the way. One hundred percent. No, it's just like anything else. You know, medication is needed sometimes, and sometimes it's just out of your control. For sure. And they have to want to do it too. Just you know, anything else, any other illness. Yep. You have to fight for yourself too. So I love that. What would you say 
to someone who is grieving over suicide, uh, someone who died by suicide? You're not alone. That's the biggest thing. I think when I realize that there are so many of us who've been there and we get it. Sadly. Yeah, reach out because you're not alone and we'll help you. We understand. Um, and it's a journey. Some days are better than others. My first year, I was pretty numb. Year two, I think, was harder for me. Mm. And then I was okay for a couple of years. And then it just randomly, like, I had a really bad year in there somewhere, five or six, I think. And and it doesn't make any sense. It's totally cyclical. It's like a wave. Right. Um, sometimes it just crashes over you. And sometimes you can surf on top of it. And, and sometimes you're drowning. Sometimes you're drowning. <laughs> yeah. And that's when you have to have a friend to reach out to, to say, hey, I'm drowning today. I or mean, you have to know yeah. that it's okay to drown for, yep. You can totally have a really bad day, and that's okay. Yep. But then the next day you get to get up and dust yourself off and keep going. Go again. Just keep going. Yeah. Yep. I love it. Thank you so much for sharing your heart. Oh, thank you. You are a sweetheart. And I'm so <laughs> glad that we have this friendship and this connection. Sadly, not, I guess it, it, it was because of this that we reconnected yes <laughs> in life and I'm grateful to know good people with good hearts like you so thank you me too thanks Gary if you or someone you know is grieving and would find comfort in having something to hold on to that is tangible and part of their loved one's journey please visit our website carriebears.com that's c-a-r-r-i-e bears b-e-a-r-s.com My book, Something to Hold On To, is available on my website also. These stories of different people in their grief journey have helped so many others find hope. The book also includes a chapter on making and delivering 9-11 carry bears to the FDNY and NYPD families in New York City. This is Carrie Pike, creator of Carry Bears, wishing you love and laughter, hope and healing.